Hello and welcome to today's podcast with Dell Technologies' Glenn Cole. He's Director of System Engineering, Data Center Compute Solutions. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio commentator and also a former Rabbitohs player. Little fun fact about Glenn, he's a bit of a pinball wizard and actually collects pinball machines. Glenn's going to delve into a relatively new aspect of corporate computing that's growing rapidly in scale and importance, creating new service opportunities and improving support for others, edge computing. It involves putting computer power and storage at the edge of networks where data is generated and where the value it creates is often most needed. It enables many existing use cases to be supported more efficiently and more importantly, opens many new ones as Glenn will explain. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our country and acknowledge their continuing connection to land, water and community. We acknowledge the culture, the history and the languages of our First Nation peoples and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. We'd like to thank our partner, Intel, Dell Technologies with Intel. So let's kick things off. Glenn, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Can you tell me what's driving industries and governments towards edge computing? I've heard that by 2025, 75% of all data will be processed at the edge. Yeah, that's right, Stephen. Um, in simple terms, you know, the drive behind edge computing is the desire to solve real-world problems and create new products or services uh, and business models. You know, I like to think of this as solving tricky problems by reimagining what is possible. And I'll share a couple of examples you know, later in our conversation. Businesses across diverse industries have been collecting data and deploying OT or operations technology and IT information technology, outside of traditional data centres for many years. Uh, Think of your traditional retail branch network, you know, be that banking or retail shops, or indeed manufacturing as examples of that. Now, you mentioned that you've heard that by 2025, 75% of all data will be processed at the edge. And I'm sure listeners um, should also know that industry analysts predict that more than 50% of new IT infrastructure will be deployed at the edge by 2023. And that is certainly something we're seeing uh, occurring here in Australia and New Zealand. So it's fair to say living on the edge is a good thing nowadays. (laughs) It is. It's a very uh, trendy spot to be living. Well, if edge computing creates business opportunities, it's really the domain of business, not IT, to identify those opportunities and determine how to exploit them. Do you you think that, by and large, businesses understand the potential for edge applications and how to exploit them? If not, what needs to be done to raise awareness? Yeah, look, business owners and operators, you know, be them, you know, in private organisations or, or, or public entities and governments, you know, large and small, you know, they're best placed to understand the challenges that they themselves and their customers face. And really the value that edge initi- initiatives can provide for organisations is to drive that real-time actionable insights that achieve business outcome will solve some of those those challenges that I just mentioned. And ultimately, these benefits will provide a long-term strategic advantage and competitive advantages 
um, such as you know operational efficiencies, enhanced uh, end user experiences or customer experiences, uh, increased revenue generation, uh, solving some tricky situations around safety and and even sustainability enhancements as well. But looping back to your question, you know, by and large, there is a spectrum of understanding within all um, folks within industries and governments of the potential for edge applications. Um, and, you know, there's reasons for that. You know, in our own day-to-day lives, we, we see, you know, enhancements in the last five to ten years for on mobile devices that weren't possible before. And a lot of that is based on gathering data from edge locations. Um, but the challenge is for many to understand what is possible and how that to, to how to turn that possibility into a reality. Video seems to be one application of edge computing that has relevance across multiple businesses and even government organisations. Can you give some examples as to how edge supports video and the importance of some of these use cases? Yeah, sure, Stephen. You know, when you think about it, um, the recording of video or, or CCTV started decades ago to solve some basic concerns around safety and security. You know, you might be prowling around, not yourself, Stephen, but uh, you take the example <laughs> of someone prowling around a car park late at night um, or even recording a, a crime in progress. You know, these were the typical sort of uses of, of CCTV. And at the start of all this, it was done with analogue systems, you know, uh, VCRs and humans with eyes glued to the screen to, to catch people doing the wrong thing. Skip to today with smart digital systems. We can now not only record, but do things like actually index and analyse in real time. Now, uh, an image... Um, which can be an archive, uh, when we unify that with other data sources and applications, you know, we get some insights. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Let me give you an example in retail in particular. And take your typical supermarket, very busy place, especially on a Saturday morning. And there's a challenge of keeping everyone safe and, and secure and avoiding liability issues associated with that. We now have self-checkouts. Um, with challenges around customers not scanning or weighing items correctly. Uh, within um, the people I work with, we, we have the joke about uh, scanning everything as brown potatoes or, or brown <laughs> um, onions. They tend to be the cheapest item that you can yeah. scan. Um, so what if you could bring um, all the data um, from the checkouts, the point-of-sale systems uh, and those scanners, uh, those weighing devices, and video together to do things like detecting misscanning, um, product switching that I just talked about, uh, ticket switching, uh, and just general walkouts where, where people just walk through the aisle without scanning. Um, and then link this back to inventory management. You know, what would that present? Well, it would present gains in staff efficiency and savings from loss prevention, as well as, you know, solving the, the original challenge around public safety and security. So in a typical supermarket, that's a lot of data to be handled in real time. So the applications and compute power that are needed for that have to reside in the store. You know, it has to reside out at the edge. Um, it doesn't make sense to bring all that back to a data centre and then process it there and then alert the team member. By that time, someone's already walked out the store potentially with a you know, bag of those extra items. Um, 
And, you know, the thing about this type of environment and this example, we talked about, you know, video already being there. So what's the additional piece that's needed to make all this magic work? In effect, it's, you know, maybe just a small device, a small server with some smart hardware inside it, some two to four graphic processing units, uh, units or GPUs, and some specialist software bringing it all together. It's a great example of the supermarket, and I'll never look at brown potatoes the same again after this. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. Operational technology and information technology networks have traditionally been separate. Now, increasingly, they're being integrated, and I believe that integration is happening at the edge. What opportunities and challenges does that create? Quite a few. Um, when we talk about you know uh, manufacturing as an example, or the resource sector and, and mining, you know lots of machinery uh, been involved in, in both of those situations uh, since the industrial revolution. Really, over time, these machines have been uh, becoming smarter, and uh, the approach that was typically taking when you know making these equipment, be it for manufacturing or mining, smarter, was to in Bed that intelligence uh, into the device. Um, and so often you had these islands of technology, you know, so you might have a machine that was used for uh, manufacturing kettles, as an example, and it might, you know, contain within itself a lot of data about that manufacturing process, how it was running, how, whether it was running well or, or not so well. But that data was trapped in there. So combining OT uh, with IT, you know, went through a couple of different phases. So you had those manufacturers of those machines that would, you know, bring that operational technology very proprietary. And then you had IT running the rest of the business. So the challenge is bringing those together. The opportunity it represents is, again, things like real-time predictive analytics. So what do we mean by real-time predictive analytics? Simple terms, being able to detect something like a, a piece of equipment failure before it actually happens or at the worst situation in real time as it's happening. So why would we want to do that? Well, if we have a mining scenario, you know, those big trucks that go up and down from the mine sites, if we can detect that there's a, a tyre that's about to blow in one of those uh, or there's an engine fault about to occur, if we can detect that happening from, uh, you know, a, a wealth of data that's been gathered over years, um, and prevent it from happening, or if we know it's going to happen in a few weeks' time, work with the logistics software that might be from, say, SAP or another company that the mine site is running, and get the parts that are required to replace that piece of faulty equipment to the site uh, sooner rather than later, then we'll have real operational savings, right? Uh, we'll prevent downtime, which can be very expensive in that mining scenario. But so the challenge also is that Whilst all that's possible, where should it occur? So we talked about, you know, a device or a piece of a mining equipment failing out in a remote location. Um, we need to gain that eyesight. We need to process that data from that equipment in real time close to that equipment. So that might be at the camp mine site. It might be at a small little data centre there rather than back at the main data centre, uh, which could be even on the other side of the continent or in another part of the world. Um, and the challenge, of course, okay, processing that real time, we know we've got the equipment that can do it, but where should that equipment be housed? You know, we've got security concerns, we've got environmental security concerns, and we've got physical security concerns and cyber security um, concerns to be challenged around that scenario as well. 
which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah, I didn't realise that you can get quite granular, can't, couldn't you, with the analysis of all that data? That's amazing. Hmm. Yeah, you can, yeah. In recent years, there's been a huge shift to cloud computing. So until recently, I'm guessing most data was processed in computing centres. What impact will the rise of edge computing have on the market for cloud services? Yeah, sure. So in the examples we've talked about today, um, yeah, what we've talked about is the need for real-time processing and gaining insights um, in real time, avoiding the need for latency. Latency is a problem in this type of thing. You know, latency is just delay, right? Um, while a traditional data center or a remote cloud data center may have a lot of computing processing power and storage capability, they're just likely to be too far away from where the action needs to happen. And again, thinking of that mining example or thinking of that scanning of, of items inside a, a supermarket, uh, which could be anywhere in, in the country. Um, so it just doesn't make sense to haul all that data back to a remote location um, and then bring all the answers back um, to the user out at the site. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so what we're seeing is a shift at the moment. Um, so we're seeing a shift in general in IT towards cloud-like operating models. Um, and that's your typical cloud data center, be an AWS or uh, you know Microsoft Azure or others or Google, et cetera. Um, but not only is there a shift to those remote data centers, but it's really an operational shift. And, and that can apply at the edge as well. Um, and that is a shift to um, an as-a-service model. So, so Dell is achieving this. Um, we have our own as-a-service offering called Apex, where we deliver cloud-like services for a range of data, which might be in data centers or cloud data centers, but most in, importantly and uniquely, um, this operating model uh, can be applied wherever the workload requirements require it to be, and that can be out at the edge as well, at remote edge locations. Um, so yes, it's definitely having an impact um, on cloud services, and you know the, that main impact is taking the model of a cloud and bringing that closer to where the action is happening out at the edge. Cybersecurity people are always talking about attack services and the challenges of protecting systems with large attack services. Storing mm -hmm. what is likely to be sensitive data at the edge and possibly running business-critical applications at the edge will significantly increase that attack surface. So what do organisations need to do to secure this expanded surface area? Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is one of the most trickiest parts of the, the puzzle, actually, Stephen. You know, every organisation uh, security policy needs to expand to include the edge and the applications and the devices at the edge should be designed with security in mind. You know, security should be intelligent, um, highly automated and, and built into everything. You know, as we just said, the applications and the devices. You know, as an example, um, Dell Technology Edge servers um, have the security design built into them. Um, so what does that mean? So that means everything from the overall design of the system, how it should be physically protected, how it should be environmentally protected, how is it protected during the manufacturing process to make sure that um, 
you know, uh, the manufacturing process is not tampered with both physically and from a firmware point of view. When the devices get out in the field, making sure that the security can be automated from remote locations, of course. We don't want people to go visiting all these devices all around the world. So they need to be able to be uh, secured remotely, updated remotely, and made sh- make sure that they're always compliant with the organisation's security policies. Right. Um, so that's, you can imagine, Stephen, quite a lot of design work that needs to occur up front um, and, you know, impact on day two, op- what we call day two operations, ongoing operations, should be minimised by using automation. Um, The other thing to consider is really um, the physical security of these systems, okay? Um, How are they going to be protected from being tampered with, okay? So if there are a device in a supermarket, as an example, or a hardware retail store, they need to be under lock and key, Okay. Now, that's a bit of a challenge for computing devices because they, they don't like to be kept in boxes. They, they need um, air to keep them cool. You know, they, they take in cool air and they, they, by nature, shoot out a lot of hot air and we need to do something around that. So that could be an opportunity to consider something like a, a secure um, cooled rack, um, you know, for that throw it by Adele through one of our business partners. Um, or if we're talking about that remote mining camp scenario, where in reality it's probably not just one or two servers out at the edge, it's actually a whole bunch of them plus some storage. Um, A modular data centre is a good fit uh, in terms of being the right size. They they could be built remotely, they can be shipped to site with the equipment inside and effectively just placed on on a concrete slab and they're connected to, to diesel power. Okay, uh, and obviously we have all the security that you want in terms of camera and physical um, protection for those devices. Um, so yeah, it's a challenge, but you know our approach is consider it in terms of part of your overall security policy for your organisation. I've had a look at what Dell Technologies has to say about edge, and they show applications in just about every industry sector. Without delving into industry-specific applications of Edge in all these sectors, can you give people an idea of how they should approach Edge to identify how it can benefit their particular sector and specialisation? Yeah, um, it's that, that's correct. Um, we've talked a lot today uh, between us around you know those various different sectors. Um, one thing I guess we didn't touch on before I, I get into the meat of answering the question of what those sectors are, right? And just be clear for everyone listening, that's that's government, manufacturing, retail, healthcare, utilities, telecommunication, telco, safety and security. You, know, you could pretty much say that's everything, right? Um, I, look, I suggest folks start by looking within their own business or organisation, you know, adopting a mindset and approach towards solving problems is key uh, to edge applications. Um, you n- need to enable your business to be creative, uh, to really to drive innovation. Okay, um, there's some great examples on our edge website showing what our customers and our business partners have achieved, uh, what they've created together. And I suggest reaching out and making contact with your local Dell Technologies or Dell Technologies business partner representative to learn more about that. So is it fair to say that these the edge applications it's not shouldn't be limiting, it should be liberating for, for these sectors? It should yeah. definitely be liberating, yeah. And that, that's that grave mindset that you need to take to it, you know. It is really the most exciting application of technology in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Finally, Glenn, what's one thing you'd like our listeners to take away from today's session? Yeah, Stephen, you know, the edge is truly where, as we've been talking about, technology and business intersect together, okay? You know, it's an amazing opportunity for creative thinkers to solve real-world problems, you know, again, be it in, you know, anything from manufacturing, retail, government, health, security, et cetera, any of those problems. Um, the other thing I'd like people to take away is the technology aspects are real and the the outcomes that we're can achieve today they're real you know that supermarket example that's that's something that is real and and in action now um and obviously the mining and and uh, resource uh, manufacturing examples i've provided as well so there's you know you wouldn't be I, I guess if you sort of hadn't put your toe in the water yet don't be concerned you won't be the first uh, there's a lot of expertise out there. there's a lot of um you know business organizations such as dell there's a lot of community uh groups to share ideas around with as well so the best thing is to really get in and give it a go you know think about the idea that the problem that you're trying to solve gather a bit of expertise by talking to people get in and give it a go go to proof of concept okay um you know, come to an organisation like Dell or one of our partners to help out with that proof of concept. Um, you know, our partners such as Intel uh, are very keen to get, you know, outstanding new ideas up and going. So we may be able to help you out with some people power or, or technology power as well. And that is a wrap. That's all the time we have for today. A special thanks to Glenn for joining me. If you'd like to learn more about edge computing, head to delltechnologies.com forward slash edge or check out the on-demand Dell Technologies forum sessions using the link in the resources section. We'd like to thank our partner, Intel. Dell Technologies with Intel. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and have a great day. <music>